0: Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about coming up with, like, your fourth Dave Matthews banjo. I'm Brandon. I'm James. And today
1: we'll be talking about 100 Stop, Hack, and Rolls, and how to order them for your best listening experience. And also a space <laughs> space between... What is my game called? Remember when this second line used to be what the show was about? Instead of just another joke? Ants marching. What I was saying was, I... Was not wowed by combat in Quest. There's a one of the weird things it does is that you you do all of the player character combat actions first, and then you do all of the NPC combat actions. Oh, that's interesting. And so it's very streamlined. Like I can I can definitely see why they're doing it. Yeah, it, it makes everything very streamlined. It makes everything very fast. You know who's going next. Um, but there's a little bit of, but there's, so it's streamlined, I guess you don't know who's going next because there's no initiative order. It's just all of the players go. Okay. So the, the GM is supposed to like decide who goes next or like I, I let my group basically decide what order they thought combat should occur in. Yeah. But what happened was, I mean, this is, some of this is the way that I prepped for the game, but what I found happened was they would run through their first round of combat and kill all of the
0: bad guys. Oh, and so then no, there was no, like, returned combat.
1: Yeah, or they would have, like, one round of, of returned combat, um, or, like, and there were little things, like, I had a I had a character who I set up where when they were at half of their health, they were going to change their... Uh, they were going to their next action was going to be to do a big like attack. Yeah. But they hit half health in the middle of the player round, like the second or third player round, and then never got another round because they were knocked out of combat. And so that, that action never happened. And so in retrospect, I should have I should have decided to do it as an interrupt kind of yeah. action. But there's no mechanic for that in the game. I was already breaking
0: a little bit of their 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 prep format. I mean, you know me, I think that there are certain games that you play extremely by the book, and there's other games that you make some changes to that fit your table, and uh, Um, that sounds like something I would probably change. I actually didn't anticipate getting Quest right away, because I'm on a spending freeze, because I'm in the process of moving, but I was watching a stream by uh, Diana, the author of uh, the Neverland 5e setting, Uh, mm -hmm. she's on TikTok and Twitter as a... I hope I'm saying this right super Dylan, Uh s u p e r d i l l i n and she did did a giveaway and the people behind quest like added people into it and i now have like the quest book and a <laughs> like three copies of the quest book so i can like manage a whole table of it and like the cards oh, cool. and everything so i'm i'm really looking forward to being settled so i can really dig into that because yeah, it's, i would love to run quest i would love to play quest because i'm i'm curious about it and like I have to say, I am dying for just some dungeon crawling. Like, yeah. I don't know why. It is just, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, first RPG thought is dungeon crawling. Not necessarily <laughs> my first thought, but first RPG thought. <laughs> yeah. So, the thing, so
1: I said that combat didn't really jive with me, but the thing that I that I found really compelling was the, the like, the sort of traditional, um, uh, Dungeony traps and, um, like mystery rooms yeah. is I guess what I'll call them. Um, the, the adventure that I ran was the players needed to get through a door that had, uh, three keys. Okay. And the, the people who were the, the last like three survivors who had locked a beast behind this big door had then taken the keys and scattered them through the dungeon. And so they had to like go through different parts of the dungeon to find the keys. And I did all sorts of like, it's very cool because, uh, a lot of the abilities in quest are focused around combat, but a lot of them are good for things outside of combat too. And they're very interesting. And the way that they all work weirdly together um, is very cool. I did a room that was, um, I made a room that was a sphere that had a spherical cage in the center that had the key in it. And when you walked into the cage, you had to make a roll. And if you failed the roll, you would be, You'd have your spirit kicked out of your body.
0: <laughs> see, this, uh, why, this is why I'm like I need
1: to get some dungeon crawling. And then there were ethereal monsters in the room, nice that uh, that would attack you, and no one else could see. Everyone else kind of thought you looked like you were dead. Yeah. Um, except we had I had a character who was a doctor uh, who could who was a necromancer. Uh, sorry, not a doctor. A doctor, <laughs> uh, the opposite. It's a doctor, a slower doctor. Yeah. Um, and so they could tell when there were dead people around, and so they were like immediately they were like. These do I sense dead. death? And oh, I was nice. Like, no, you don't. Nice. You do sense a lot of magic, though. That's awesome. Um, and so it was very cool. Um, so that was my experience with Quest. I had a very good time. I think I railroaded my players a lot because I was not sure. Um, and in retrospect, I would do less of that. But they all had a good time. And I had a good time. And I would love to play it again.
0: You know, James, it sounds like maybe you railroaded your players a little bit. And if I were in your shoes, I would have railroaded my players a lot. So, well, I mean, okay, so when I say <laughs> I
1: railroaded my players a little bit, I mean, I put them in a dungeon where they had to find three keys, and there were three paths in the dungeon.
0: Yeah, that sounds perfect.
1: So that there was there were no other places to go. That's okay. They were, anyway, they were on the moon, they fought the
0: Lunar Lander, it was a whole thing. Okay, so I probably would have made it less weird, but uh, yeah. it sounds like there were three paths, and I would have made it one path. One path with three keys at the end? Uh, No, uh, one path, one key. Well, that's what I did. Just fine. Three
1: paths, each that had one key. Oh, okay, three, one yeah, path, one key, one whatever. path,
0: enemy in the middle yes. of it.
1: But my final boss was the Lunar Lander, just our straight up the Lunar Lander um, <laughs> uh, that I described as like a weird insect metal insect that could throw up projections of astronauts. Perfect. That were hard, hard
0: light that fought them. Wow. It was just like our Lunar Lander. Yeah, just like our Lunar Lander. Yeah. Also, it
1: shot electricity and all that other stuff. All the things Lander that did, our Lunar yeah, Lander does. It sings sentient, happy birthday yeah.
0: to itself. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah.
1: Hey, so this is our 100th episode.
0: <laughs> uh, technically, yes. Technically, I should mention
1: it. Um, I I guess if people hear this episode, it will be our 100th episode. If we don't actually really... Maybe, maybe, from, maybe for the second 100, we just record them and then just keep them for ourselves.
0: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we started the show... As a way to turn our conversations into content. Maybe it's time we turned our content into conversations. Deep. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah, me neither. I was just kind (laughs) of going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so. um,
0: So no celebration this time. No celebration this time. mini celebration.
1: Mini mini celebration. I actually was going to have like some champagne or something. I don't have any.
0: Me um, too. Um so but I am I was I was actually supposed to uh to move today. <laughs> and now I am moving in a week or so. Oh. So you Ugh. can imagine the stress I'm under. Ugh. <laughs> well. Yeah. But Ugh. uh but that'll be fine and we'll get yeah. there. And so when you and I are in the right mental headspace to to attack the hundredth episode, yeah. we'll so do really So really this is
1: not the one hundredth episode. This is just another episode in season two hundred of Or Exactly. It's- I jokingly suggested maybe this is episode two hundred and now we're gonna count back to one hundred. Um I actually realized we don't number our episodes, so <laughs> this isn't a numbered episode at all. This is oh, just perfect. an episode. Yeah, um, but eventually we will celebrate a 100th episode. Yeah, I, I guess really at any point from now on, it uh, will yeah. be the 100th episode from episode four or episode two.
0: <laughs> and it, it might be, yeah, that's what, we'll set it up as like an anniversary. <laughs> well, we should do. Um.
1: We should do episode 104 will be the 100th episode since the first episode when you started writing Passion.
0: Oh, (laughs) which is episode four. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. Oh, it's been so, it's It's been been so long. long. We've done this for so long. We've been doing this for so long. Someday we'll create enough games that our souls are able to, uh, proceed into heaven. But until then we're stuck as dogs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, so anyway, here's the problem.
0: Yeah. We have, we have two things we're going to try to get to, uh, I'm not even going to say the second thing, because every time it we do this, be... we don't get to the second one. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with so, the first one.
1: All right. A space between. This game that I have been writing for not quite as long as you have been writing, past. Yeah, you've got time still. But, but pretty close.
0: <laughs> you still got time. Um not so out yet.
1: <laughs> I think the last time when we spoke, I had said that I was going to abandon currency from the yes. game. I Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still currency have in the sense currencies. of uh, uh, the, in that my game literally has a currency that right yeah. now I just call currency because I haven't figured out how to what to describe it as. Um, uh, Simulians. I I I have been low, I've just been like down the down low, calling them space bucks. Okay. Um, because they're in space and they come from space. It um, I out. um, I lied. I'm keeping them. <laughs> I'm just changing what they do.
0: I have to say, I'm actually kind of glad about that.
1: Um, so the thing that I didn't love was, I, I, I forgot exactly, I, I just I didn't love this like, so what I, the problem that I found was that I said, there are cards when you are the lighthouse where you can spend money to change the story, to make things better. But the problem was, making things better usually meant making them boring.
0: Yeah. It was kind of like opting so, out of the cooler the story.
1: The harder story. Yeah. And so I took a look at it, and I was never really truly in love with the currency. It had a really weird problem where I was using it for two things, and I think this is where I've solved the problem, perhaps, Um I was using it both as a mechanic to make you feel the hardship of living. Yeah. Like things are going to cost money that you're going to have to spend. um, And also as an end game mechanic. Because really what I was tracking was both how much money do you have right now? And also how much money have you ever had? And I realized that that was a huge part of what was causing confusion in my own mind. So I think I'm totally see how that would be. And so I was pulling that out. I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to keep them. I'm just going to refresh some of the cards. I actually think I want to do more things around. um, I want to take the cards, the lighthouse cards, and make the choices better. Okay. I'm not, I'm I'm still kind of waffling on. I want to keep the currency in the game in the sense of that like you earn stuff and then that goes towards your stack, which is like how you get to the end game. Um, but I may remove the spending currency on the lighthouse cards. I'm still kind of waffling back and forth on that. I need to find a way to make it make sense. Um, and make the stories good. Okay. Um, I have sort of. Thought about it and stepped back, and thought about it and stepped back, and I'm currently kind of stepping back from that. I talked about it in the Discord a little bit. I actually need to go remember where I landed on in the di- when I was talking about in the Discord last, because I feel like I had a good sense of where I wanted to do. I just didn't do a great job translating. This is the story of how do I rate this game. I didn't do a great job of <laughs> translating it into the game rules. Um, and so, this is my question. I, I have started to write the game rules. Um, okay. And I'm I'm struggling with like a pre like I guess it's a presentation issue, which is so under I understand how? that like how, how you do? like how how I do, how I okay. how I teach rules. Because so this is my <laughs> problem. And if I can quickly pitch this to you. So my problem is there's the core there's the core issue of the the hauler is going out into space. But yeah. if And so if I start with choose a route, like the core gameplay cycle is you choose a route, you draw some cards, you come back and you have a conversation. But if I don't tell you about the conversation, then it's like you don't have the context for what the game is about. Because really the game is about the conversation. So it feels like if I start with talking about route selection, then it makes the game feel like it's about a route selection, which it isn't. Agreed. It's a secondary part. But if I start with, the conversation then you have no context for like what has happened (laughs) and and again also if i if i tell you if i talk to you about root selection which includes things like how much currency you're going to earn but you don't know yet what the the rules for building a conversation because you don't know about the cards then you don't have the the context there so i feel like i have this really like knotted circular rule set Um, that I have struggled to explain to people when I have been at a table with them. Yeah. So how do I put, and and inherently, when I put them down into a book, it has to be a linear path through the rules. So how do I find that linear path through my sort of very circular gameplay?
0: Okay. I think that's a really good question and a really good thing to approach. Um, I actually have some thoughts on it.
1: Part of it, I will say, I understand, is exasperated by the or exasperated by the fact that I don't really have a solid intro right now. Like, okay. I don't. I have a loose character creation system, but it's yeah. very loose, and I don't have a hard end to the system. So I'm kind yeah. of missing those those anchors. But I still feel like I should be able to find a way through the
0: rules. Yeah. So. I think you're absolutely right that you want to have something that makes like sequential sense, right, yeah, uh, your book has the advantage slash disadvantage that it is gmless yeah uh but there will still be someone reading the book, right, yeah, probably one person will read it and the other person won't, mm-hmm, because you know we've played games before, yeah, <laughs> we know how this works. <laughs> One person will skim the rules, the other will not read it, and then they'll go. Um, So that's the good news, is no one's going to read the rules anyway. Yeah. Uh, They're going to read, like, the one chapter that looks like it has, like, the general structure of how the game rolls. I mean, it's also a game that has cards. So fundamentally, everyone is going to just start with the cards and then ignore the rule book. Or if they're like me, they'll pull a random card, read it, and then jump ahead to, like, chapter three. Yeah. And then eventually read the rules probably after having run it once. That's
1: not the worst case scenario though because it's not. I feel works. like especially for my game the when you read the rules is what or when you read the cards that's when you get hooked on the game because I have mm-hmm. played I have watched people play this game and where I explain them the rules and they just look lost and then yeah. the moment they look at the cards
0: they're like oh this and- is what the game is good about. I kind of think that's the best way to sell a game to people. Like mm-hmm. the way that you get someone to enjoy masks is you show them the playbooks. Yeah. The way you get someone like even into D and D, you open the book to where the classes are. I had a second that I didn't remember the word class because I've gone so far <laughs> into indie. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know. that's where you pull the the uh, the archetypal job uh, characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you. You grab that and like that's what hooks people, right? And for your game, what hooks people is the cards. Yeah. And so that's not a bad thing. That's probably what people will do the first time they are looking yeah. at the game is they'll look at the cards first, at least a couple. Mhm. And then they'll realize and feel guilty that they probably weren't supposed to look at the cards <laughs> ahead of time. And then they'll that's look funny. at chapter 3 where it explains like the basics of how to play.
1: <laughs> so, here's a question. Yeah. One of the things that I have been experimenting with is okay. that I found, so I, I have a big list of all of these routes that you can choose from that are the things that are the, that drive the how many cards do you draw and how long yeah. you've been a part thing. Um, and after two or three rounds of revisioning them, I have a set of like six that are really good and tight. And what I found during the last round of playtesting was that one of them is so good for the first route to do that literally everyone picks it. Okay. Because it pays you up front half your money. Then it pays you half when you come back. So it starts you off with some currency. And so I have pitched this idea to myself that I think I like of basically not giving the players a choice for their first trip and say here is a short training route that you're going to take. And then, and so the way that I could almost do it then is start by explaining the training route and then get you, which will tell you you're doing this. You're not making any choices. It's just going to say you are going out into space for this long. You will each draw this many cards. Yeah. Get this much currency. And when you come back, you will have the conversation which gets them through all the choices that don't make sense without the context of the conversation and gets you to the conversation then i can right. present the rules for the conversation and then i can say and now you're in command of the ship you make the choices here's how you do it
0: so i think you have to decide are you trying to make this a game that you're reading the book ahead of time or that you're reading the book at the table i guess because what you're describing is know. kind of at the table right yeah Which Um, is
1: definitely an idea that I just came up with right now. Okay. (laughs) About making it like a almost literally like have it at like read the first chapter about the training and then do it and then read the rules for the conversation and then do that and then read the rules for selecting the next route and move forward. I don't know that I love that though.
0: Yeah the only thing with doing it that way is that you need to make it extremely tight. Like if you're setting it up like that like I'm saying you've got a six page booklet right like you have the kind of booklet that, like, board games come with. Yeah, no, I don't think...
1: I want it to be longer than that.
0: So Okay. So, I... My, th- like, that's just my gut. There's no reason you couldn't do, like, a step-by-step chapter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually potentially a really good idea for for your game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that, that having a more traditional book structure might be better just for, like... Getting the information across in the way that I think you want to do so.
1: Yeah. So actually, one of the things I should add to my notes list is a play example,
0: a play example, or a walkthrough. Yeah. Or I both, like the idea
1: you know. of having a play example, though. Cool. Like so, a chapter. I'm, the other thing I'm looking for is more chapters that I'm missing.
0: So here's here's what I would do. The way that that I approach writing a book from like what I have picked up from people telling me, hey, here's how to do it is you want to start like as broad as possible and basically inverted triangle, right? Okay. So you want like the chapter one of Pasiones Pasiones is like uh like what even are you holding in your hands? Like what is the intent like this is a game, you know? Yeah. And it's it's not very in depth. It basically exists just to hook you. Like, it's not meant to get across any new information. It's just full of text that makes you go, ooh, that sounds like something fun I might want to do. Uh, And then from there, kind of going into, like... For me, it's, like, information about telenovelas and then information about the game. I think... For yours, what you probably would want to be doing is, like, what is this story that we're telling? Yeah. And that is potentially giving, like, some of the established lore that, like, needs to be there. But you're going, like, big picture. This is this game that you're going to play. You're going to have so much fun. It's going to be awesome. You're not allowed to mention any rules. Yeah. You, you're, you can say, like, there's cards involved. We'll come back to that. Then chapter two is, like, You know, this is the kind of story you're telling. And you're still not really talking about the rules too much. You're, like, saying, you're going to look at some cards. You're going to tell some stories together. You're going to have some conversations. It's going to be great. Uh, And that kind of establishes, like, the lore of your world. And then kind of just explaining the mechanics of the game is Chapter 3. So, like, the mechanics for your game are draw a card and what is involved with drawing a card. uh, Or actually picking a route. Yeah. What's involved in that. So, and like a conversation what's involved in that
1: right yeah i i am now kind of interested in this idea of so i have a, so like i'm looking at my my index cuz so, yeah. so what i what i've been doing is i have been planning out an index for the book um in an order of like how I want to present things. And then I can go in and make chapters, uh, make those things, actual chapters. I'm just sort of yeah. roughing out like, what do I want to do first? So I do have a section called, what is space? What is a space between? Which covers yeah. the like, what is the story we're telling here? It's that very big picture. Like um, what, what, are, who are the characters that you're playing as? What are their stories look like? What is your joint story look like? And um,
0: if that's your first thing, that should be less about explaining how the game works.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally just it's, it's it's very just making it sound fun, right? It's the one page like paragraph description for each of those three things. Cool. Um and then I so then I, so I have a very fleshed out section on safety mechanics which can probably be bumped down wherever it's a self-contained thing. Um, I would be,
0: recommend that that's in the game content section. Yeah. as opposed to like the like the beginning of your book is advertising your book. It's yeah. like, "Hey, read the rest of this and maybe play it." But I I don't
1: want to present a ton of lore because I don't
0: actually cool. have a ton of lore. That's um, fine. I have
1: like I have a little bit of stuff. So actually, should, I should let me just write this down um, as I'm talking. So I want to have a section. So if okay, so if this is chapter one, then chapter this is such thrilling audio. This is chapter two. Is start. Uh, God, um, chapter two starts with, um, the, uh, information about the company, um, about the company. So one of the things that I'm doing is because I want to make the character creation as free form as I can, um, yeah. the, I'm, I'm restricting myself a little bit to, um, the lore that I'm going to give you is primarily about the company that the person works for the hauler okay. works for. So I'm telling you about the world from the perspective of this company is paying you to go get ice. And that's yeah. how like, we'll explain the like, why are you going to get ice? What is your spaceship vaguely like? But if you want to play yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't really want to say even like where, th- I don't even really want to say that you're on earth because I've had some people play right. where like one person's on a space station and the other person went off from the space station or they played from the moon. Like, I think that's fine. So if i have a quick um chapter about the 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 company and some of the information about that um that's all like the lore stuff so then chapter 3 chapter 3 starts with the game mechanics so i probably i how okay so thinking about this in terms of that inverted pyramid you were saying inverted yeah. triangle um what if i start with slash uh, the reunion slash conversation. So I say, the game is fundamentally about this. It's about this this moment where you come back together. You're having yeah. a conversation. And then right. from there say, because I think that is that is the core of the gameplay. That is the yeah. meat and potatoes of the game. That's the thing that you're saying the most. That That, that is the, the, the thing you're spending the most time in. It's the thing that roots, like is the anchor for everything. Yeah,
0: and that and is then, also something you're potentially mentioning in chapter two.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because it's facilitate it's it's explicitly a thing that is facilitated as part of the like the lore of the game. Yes. So then It's the point. It's the point. So then from there maybe we say um so the next thing is is, is what are you talking about? The trip rules.
0: I I would then put like a uh like this is what a round looks like. Okay. And you just have like one, two, three, four, five. Right. Like that makes some visual, okay. that makes some interesting visual space on your page to have it written out like that. So it, and but then okay. you go in and describe each of those steps.
1: But at, so at that point, so like it's just like from a knowledge information flow standpoint, at yeah. that point. They know that they know from a story point that you are two people who are in a relationship. They know yeah. that one of them is a space hauler who goes off into space. And now I haven't told them about any part of the rules yet. Just that the core of the game is the conversation. They're going to yeah. draw cards as part of their time apart. So they know they're going to draw cards. They know they're going to weave those cards into a story. Yeah. So okay, I guess I can have um I'm just trying to think of, like if you're talking about a play example, is there even enough there at that point for them to
0: I think the play example comes later.
1: Okay, so then what is this that you mean what a round looks like then?
0: So, like, uh, once you've said, like, this game is about having these conversations, you're like, what does play look like? At okay. its most basic, play looks like choose a route,
1: Oh, okay. draw a what card, you're saying.
0: have a conversation. And so then that's... you say, what is choosing a route? And you have okay. some explanation of choosing a route. And then you say, what is drawing a card? And you have some explanation of what the cards have. Okay, and then you cool. have, like, what is the conversation? You have the exp- full explanation of the conversation. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and, like, I've- if you need to, you, you can later have additional chapters that give more. Like, I have in chapter three, I have the the concept of, like, rolling with questions. And mm-hmm. I have the concept of, like, using moves. And I have the question concept of play sets. And all three of those are later in the book in thicker sections.
1: Yeah. So actually, what I probably want to do is that very first section uh, in Chapter 3 that is about the reunion conversation, whatever I want to call it, that's a very... I probably don't even want to get into the cards at that point. Yeah. I'm just talking about big picture. You're The thing that's happening here is you are having a conversation. That is the role-playing part of this game. That is, you're going to talk about the things that, that have happened while you were apart. Boom. Now exactly. here's what here's what the gameplay looks like. You're gonna choose a route. You're gonna go on that trip. You're going to um you're going to draw cards. You're actually you're probably so the last bit will be there's that. So actually then the uh, Yeah, I don't
0: actually know what the play what the play loop looks no, like. No, it's pretty close. So where do I want to put Because you ben, won't let me and Jeff play the game.
1: <laughs> I will at some <laughs> point. Hashtag it's getting let Brandon and Jeff play a space between. It's getting very close. Um, (laughs) the,
0: where do I want to put the safety mechanics then? Um, I would put the safety mechanics after, I would put a reference early on in that chapter Mm -hmm. to like, hey, this is a game about romance and a game about loss. Yeah. And say like, because of that, it's important to consider safety Uh, We have some resources in the book and then put that at like, even just at the end of that chapter.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so it makes sense to say in, in the section, like on the page about the reunion conversation, have a little like pop in saying, one of the things you're going to discover really, one of the things you're going to really discover quickly about the conversation is that this is a game about loss and relationships and hardship and all the stuff that comes with that.
0: And, um, and you've probably mentioned in Chapters 1 or 2, it might even be that this goes in Chapters 1 or 2, that you okay. have safety mechanics later on, but you don't want to put the safety mechanics before the basics of how to play the game, because yeah. you're, mm. like, this is going to sound potentially mean, but in an ideal world, you're not playing a whole lot with the safety mechanics, Yeah. you're playing the game and the safety mechanics are there, in case and like you should of course interact with the safety mechanics like some lines and veils or whatever you prefer to do but like in an ideal world you spend way more time thinking about the the game than the safety Mm -hmm. mechanics and
1: also because so i happen to have written the safety mechanics section already and i know that i talk about things like there are a lot of points during the game that are very natural places to have check-ins with people uh, yeah, which are between the scenes, but if you and don't so know what th- the scenes are, then there's no exactly. you don't have any perspective. I talk about ejecting cards that make people uncomfortable, uh, yeah, but if you don't know what the cards are at that point, then I mean, then you, have, you have a rough idea of what a card is, and you've probably read one already, but like you don't necessarily know what the context is, so that makes yeah. sense. So maybe early on, have the little pop out saying space is hard, play safe is literally what I call the chapter, <laughs> sort of temporarily, yeah. um, and then. And then later, and then say, hey, go check out this. Once you've read through the rest of the rules, here's the safety chapter. Here's how you should yeah. play this game. Um, that makes sense to me. Okay, I like that. Um, the nice thing about the way I, I'm planning this all out in Notion is I can drag these uh, these index sections around, and they are literally nice. then, you click on them, and they are the page that is all of the text. So I can reorder my game in a, in a quick way. So I want to have, so just jumping through this again. So I talk about the reunion in in broad terms um broad terms originally. Uh, almost almost just the like lore story part of it. Um, then get into a section on what the turn that into the no, that's awful. I hate that. Um formatting. Um I made the section a header and it was bad. Um then get into a a description of what the a quick overlay Actually, this is what I had called previously the summary of play, which is just the like literally what is it? Is it you choose the route, you draw the cards, you reconcile the cards, you have yeah. a conversation, you choose the next route. That's the loop of the game. And then yeah. from there, go to route selection, the rules for the trip.
0: Yeah, just like write in order. Like um, exactly then, like you you basically copy that thing where you made the list. Yeah. And, and then those are a paragraph or two each.
1: Um. So okay, so I have the rules for the cards, um, and then I have, and then probably do character creation last. I actually think yeah. that, that ma- in a weird way I that think, makes the most sense for this game.
0: Yeah, because like you don't know how, what you're writing about until yeah, and you then know the loop of the game, and then and actually and, I will say for Pasiones Pasiones, character creation is after the basics of the game. Hmm. It is before like basic moves, but it's. It's after the basic description yeah. of like, what is this game like? What do these different terms mean?
1: Yeah, I think that that makes sense. And then the only thing that is probably in terms of the game loop part of the book, this chapter is the only thing it's after character creation is the end of the game, because that's that's truly the last thing you do. Yeah. that I And I think I that makes
0: sense, because like because the end of the game is essentially like a GM section almost. Yeah, because like. There's a possibility that people will play this game without reading how to end the game. Yeah, which is also fine. Yeah, and I was going to say, they'll probably be fine.
1: Oh, did um, I tell you? Um, it's not only with a... Sorry, I just like came back around on the thing that I, that I discovered. Um, not only will they be fine, but they may not... Um, it, it will be extremely fine because I'm, I'm incorporating ending... Sorry, I came back around to what I said in the Discord of the other day as <laughs> as when I solved my currency problem. So, my the, the 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 problem that I was having, I just like had a memory. Um the the problem that I was having was that I was using currency both as a thing for you to spend during the game, but also as a way to know when the game was over because right. you had earned enough of it. And so what yeah. I'm changing now is and that was that was a relic of when I started writing this game, you were going to be a character who was locked into a contract and the only time you could ever leave was when you had completed the contract. Right. Pretty quickly I abandoned that because I found that characters just didn't like that, like players didn't like that. They wanted okay. to be the, able to end the story wherever they wanted to. Yeah. Um and also like the issue was that I I thought, "Hey, you're locked into a contract." was a compelling story motivi- motivator. And the answer is, and the, the truth is it's not. And so okay. once I gave people the option, once I told people to decide what their own uh, story motiv- character motivator was, well, then they didn't need the motivation of, you can't leave, you're locked into this contract.
0: And so- Yeah, they were still fine.
1: Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm gonna get rid of that. So you are no longer using currency for ha- determining when the end game is. Okay. The- the currency is going to exclusively be used for spending money on the cards. And I actually want to increase the number of cards that have currency spends on them. Because right now it's a pretty small number. Um and I want to increase them and make them more like right now they're almost all um choose one of these two options and spend a coin to do that. Yeah. And some of them were lose all of your money or lose some percentage of your money or whatever. And those were yeah. boring and I got rid of them <laughs> because okay, cool. they never resulted in good story. They only ever resulted in bad story. Nice. Um, but I want to try so and the mix up them Is great. I want to mix up more things. Maybe it's not lose all your money, but maybe it's lose one coin. Maybe it's yeah. like a medical emergency that you have to spend on. Um, and the, so that's that. The other thing I want to incorporate is right now there are two cards in the in, in all of the decks of cards that end the game. And that is each okay. of the, the respective decks, the lighthouse and the hauler card, decks, have a death card where that character dies. And they describe okay. what to do with the end game. And what I want to do is add more end game scenarios to specifically the hauler deck um, okay. that are not like a ton, but a couple more that are things like your crew mutinies you can't go hauling anymore you're done uh, yeah. they've t- they've kicked you off the ship or your ship has sustained so much damage that it can't fly anymore so you can't go haul like things that would f- prevent you from going hauling anymore and those nice. things will trigger the end game so you'll uh, so in a, in a, so the end game would then have to happen in at that moment if that comes
0: up okay cool
1: so the end game doesn't really i think happen if one I guess I'll have to decide that right now. The end game doesn't really happen in my mind. If one of the characters dies, it's a different end game. <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah. But I actually probably do want to loop it into that end game a little bit. Um, I actually, I should probably, they should probably just do the regular end game. It makes, makes it sadder if they have to go to their, their, their dream, <laughs> their dream, uh, retirement without the person that they wanted to do it with. Um, and then there are a couple hard ends like your ship can't go out into space anymore and so you have to stop hauling. That's the hard hard end. Or you choose when it makes sense in your story for you to stop hauling. Uh, and then because the end game is going to be roll some dice plus the modifier of how much money you have. Okay. Or maybe just using the, the money as some, like basically the, the the money is going to help determine how successful you were. Uh, Like, do you get everything you ever dreamed of or do
0: you not? That makes sense to me. Um, That's the end. Cool. And yeah. And so then that is your final chapter, essentially. Yeah. Um, So that's what and at that point you could put like an example of play or you could put a page that has like walk me through this. Yeah. Or Um, both if you want to. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So I think what I'll probably want to do at that point is after the end contract, then have a play example and then come back and, and like um, focus more in on the rules about the roots. Okay. And talk about them a little bit, um, because that's where I'll talk about having the training route.
0: Okay, think, yeah, I that think. makes sense.
1: Um, and so is there anything I'm missing there?
0: Safety is I mean, before the play example, I think. Honestly, I'm not sure that there is. Like, like this game is, is gonna be a is, smaller
1: book than Passion, probably.
0: Yeah, because like Passion has chapters about like basic moves, and yeah, it has like a that. it has a chapter on basic moves, it has a chapter on playbooks, it has a chapter on GMing. Yeah. And like none of those are things that you do. No. Um you could have a chapter on like what are your goals in these scenes. Right, yeah. like you could expand, like the, if the conversation is really the most important thing, then you could build that out into a bigger chapter. That kind of says, like, so what should we be talking about, and like gives ideas for how you would want to be approaching that. So actually, but what if I that's I something people are want... doing based on the card, mm-hmm. then uh, then that's fine, right? So actually, maybe what I want—sorry, I'm
1: rearranging this on the fly. Maybe what I want is. You end, so I have the rules for, uh, so chapter three, which is the rules chapter, is the conversation about the the broad picture section on the conversation, um, then a summary of play, followed by rules for route selection, the trip, uh, like how to interpret the cards, um, rules, f- uh, I don't know what rules for the cards is. Um, oh, rules, so that's like, that you're going on the trip and how many cards to draw then rules for how to use the cards and interpret them. Um, Creating characters, ending the contract. Then I think I say we do the... So maybe actually I do... Hmm. Maybe I switch ending the contract and creating characters so that i would do so here's how you so you, so after you learn how the how to interpret and use the cards which is mostly like for the for the hauler or, or for the lighthouse spending money on the cards then we yeah. learn how the game is going to end because that is when you're talking that makes more sense because you're talking about spending money on so at that point i probably incorporate the trip followed by uh currency um to talk about the currency then talk about yeah. rules of the cards then i talk about ending the game then I jump back to character creation, and then that kicks you into the training trip, which starts you playing.
0: That is not how I would do it. Okay. I would put... But, like, I am not... Mm-hmm. Like, you and I make games differently, and that's yeah. totally good. Um, I would put ending the game... I would put, like, a reference to at some point in your game, it's going to end. Okay. Uh, like, that will either involve like a card coming up or you deciding more information on how to structure that right after character creation. Okay. Just because like, because that is kind of like an emotional moment, it's great to have like, oh, I thought through and created this character and now I'm thinking about the fact that this character's story will end.
1: Okay, So then, so would you say then do the section on, the character creation and then the rules for the ending and then the the training trip that kicks the game off.
0: That's what I would do.
1: Okay. And um, then Okay. So then Because
0: the the training trip is like the training trip is like the holding your hands through the first run through, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that is like in some ways optional, right? Cuz uh, they have they have yeah. the information about the trip and like what they're supposed to do in general.
1: I, yeah, I want to, I think I'm going to, uh, it'll be like a, if you have not played the game before, yeah do this first. But if you feel okay. comfortable enough about choosing your own routes and just want to do something weird, then go for yeah. it. um So yeah, I like that. And then finish that chapter out with the safety mechanics. Cool. So then what I want to do is, for chapter four... That's when we're focusing in a little bit more. That's when I have my play. Chapter four will start with the play example, um, which is like the sort of conversational players are drawing cards, talking about their characters type thing. Great. And then, because the things that I want to talk about are, so the things that I want to punch in on and have more sections on are, um, I want to talk about the conversation. I want to have another section on the conversation, but, not like the the first time we talked about it was just the big picture you're going to be having these conversations this is the sort of the lore of like this is the the gameplay but it's not going to talk about it too in too much detail this is the conversation where we talk about like are you literally taking these cards that you've drawn in order and 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 saying right. this happened and then this happened and then this happened or are you interpreting them into into a larger story like how like it, that's less the conversation right. more like the how to build How to build a year? How how to build a time apart? Is what I would like to call that. Um, Sounds good. And then, and then, how to build a time apart? um, How to maybe some focus in on the in interpreting the cards, interpreting the cards, not chards, (laughs) Uh, the cards. Perhaps I don't know what exactly what that means, but there's that chapter. Chapter five. I'm going to say loosely is the uh, multiplayer rules because I still think this game can okay. be played with more people.
0: Yeah, toss variants at the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's that's like anything that's, you feel like doing. Yeah, variants at the end. Um, is there anything else that I'm missing?
0: I don't think so. I think that's that's basically a book. That's a much
1: tighter framework uh, than I had previously. Um, so this is good because now I can go through these and say like the nice thing uh, here, if I'll, I'm just going to, this is going to be terrible audio for the listeners, but I'm going to share my screen with you so you can see what this looks like. Um, and so I can literally say like, here's all the different sections that I have. Yeah. And if this first section is, uh, or I'll do this, the space is hard because that's a fully fleshed out thing. But if I click on that now I'm here, there's the text for that.
0: Oh, that's cool. Um, Should I also spoil the stuff, the other things you've been working on?
1: Uh, I mean, most of this, if you want to. A space to, but... between
0: 2019, a space between 2020, a space between 2020 V2, the Fast and the Furious game. Yeah,
1: I do have this. I do have a lot of notes for this Fast and the Furious game, which we should write at some point, because I seriously have a lot of notes. <laughs> we should. That'll be fun. Um, I wrote a lot of. You have a lot of notes. I have oh my a God. lot of notes. Yeah, I have character notes about each of the characters. Um, <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> always moist Lou hobb
0: it's the worst
1: uh but yeah i wrote down agendas i wrote things we absolutely need i have notes about every movie um <laughs> up through um fast five i need to actually keep watching the rest of those movies um that conflict that's GM hilarious moves. i have big picture plot structures for how to tell a story uh or these are big picture plot structures for the movies um, okay And then characters was was me starting to, to track character archetypes. I think, yeah, Um, perhaps for for uh, playbooks. Okay. So anyway, we should come back to that at some point. I should share that with you, so you can actually see all my notes. I do really, I do really want to play a Fast and Furious game. Um, but yeah. So so I have this version of the draft. I have yeah. So the thing that I do in in Notion is also that I um. I, this is a good example of the rule that yeah. I, I keep very detailed versions. So like I have I have a space between 2019, a space between 2020. And then I found that the way that I was writing the rules for a space between 2020 uh, didn't really work for me. And so I wanted to be I wanted to pull I wanted to manually move everything um, from here to the space between 2020 v2. So I could okay. be writing them clean and make sure that I was transitioning everything over nicely and that I yeah. wasn't like just bringing stuff over because that was there before because it's there and yeah. I do have a space between twenty twenty I, I sorry I have a space between twenty seventeen and eighteen that I have downloaded on my computer because Notion I actually ran into the the hard limit of things that <laughs> I can have in Notion um, oh my gosh I think without paying for it. I still don't pay for it. Oh, uh, um, okay. And so I was going to have to spend all the money, and I wasn't still sure how much I was going to use it. Um, yeah. But so that's this. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks to, I have decided to call, the company is called Ice 3. Okay. Which is a a dumb pun, because it's Ice, like, Superscript 3, like Ice Cubed. Oh, my God. But everyone just calls the company Ice 3.
0: yeah.
1: So that is my I, I pitched it out there and I think it was Jason Pitt who suggested ice cubed. And I that's said very and, I, and I misread it as ice three and said, nope, that's what it is. That's great. Yeah. That's um, great. So that's that's a space between. Um that's where I am. I still need to do another loop through the cards. Um I need to I I also decided that um I don't think this is a huge change, but in the last time I playtested it, I had, basically I had the six routes that you would go on or you could choose from, and they were yeah. all available every time. And what I want to do is come up with a couple more, and now you will draw three or four of them and choose okay. between those three, and then just shuffle them into the deck, and then the next time draw three or four more. Not like a ton of variants, but just a little bit so that it's not the same every single time. Um, because that was a thing that uh, players came, I, I saw them choosing a lot of the same routes over and over again. And yeah. I want them to, to mix it up a little bit more. Yeah, that checks out. So hopefully that will um will help that. And I think that in terms of like, I've been reluctant to add more decks of cards. I think that I'll be able to print those on the same tarot card size deck that the okay. hauler cards are on. And I think that thematically that will make sense. And also it won't be another deck of cards. It'll just be like four cards that happen to be
0: different. Yeah. Uh, That checks out to me. I still need
1: to figure out how I'm printing them. Um, I also need like, I want to do pieces of artwork on the tarot cards for the hauler, which means I need to find 50 pieces of artwork, um, (laughs) which probably means sourcing a lot of like open source uh public domain space images yeah. um or doing them myself or finding someone who will do me uh like 50 pieces of small charcoal art for about a dollar to 2 dollars per pieces of art so okay. if if you are that unicorn out there who wants to make no <laughs> money for doing a lot of art um maybe reach <laughs> out to me I will feel bad about it and I will uh, not like it
0: um, but uh there's a lot of a lot of um like space imagery you can get yeah that is like fully creative commons yeah nasa nasa
1: takes a lot of like hubble space uh telescope pictures yeah and then dumps them into the the public domain so th- that's my running sort of uh theory right now of how i'm gonna <laughs> put art on these cards because all I want, I don't need anything crazy specific. I just want a, l- a couple stars, maybe a picture of a comet, um yeah. some like something evocative of space. There is slightly more play when you're talking about drawing cards for the for the lighthouse, because they are making some choices. And yeah. so I just want some pretty pictures for the hauler to look at. <laughs> um <laughs> Which is not a bad thing to have. That, no. that can make sense. I think that it will um so cool 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 we once again said what if we talk about two topics and then talked about just (laughs) one of the topics for the whole time um but we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about your
0: hero things you you know what i can mention super quickly yeah what as a thing that i have been doing um because because here was what i basically intended to do um, so as you know, I in the hero starters thing I'm doing, looking at I'm, this may be becoming its own fantasy game. Um, but you like go along life paths and junk like that. Well, I had the idea to pretend that we were sitting that I was sitting down with someone with like a big old stack of a ton of mm-hmm. already written hero starters. And so Lucian Khan and I have been. Going through this imaginary deck of hero starters, and uh, and so he's been like like rolling on things as I write them, and mm-hmm. like letting me know, hey, uh, this is this is a thing that interests me in in doing. Like huh. uh, he established that uh, that uh, the book that he was the booklet he was using to start out was the book of poisonous felines, uh, like and do. so I came up with like eight possible pasts not with any moves on them but eight things that fit and then he rolled and got one and so we kind of like have been going through like that and it's giving me uh just joy (laughs) uh and also like it produces a character at the end of it yeah that could that and if any of these books booklets end up being interesting enough for me to pursue i can expand them
1: that's cool that's a good way to do that
0: yeah it's like it it's probably making stuff that's less generally usable <laughs> you know like it's a little it's a little weirder because it is happening from like exactly the thing that my game partner is feeling like doing but it is but also you
1: going through the brain experience of let me write at least a framework of this this next chunk and just exactly to like, it's it's kind of to bring it around to move month it's that process of going through the the process a number of times to get your brain more used to doing it so that when you yeah. start to do it for real you've you've had a lot of experience even if you don't use all those things
0: exactly and it's like it's helping me to figure out like what are the things that are fun stuff to write rules for and what are the things that aren't yeah um so yeah uh look out for that on my on my Twitter, and maybe maybe we'll do one of those next time, or maybe yeah. we'll make a whole thing. Who knows?
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I would love to walk through a, t- a series of tables and make a character. Yeah, um, whether
0: they're real or not. Whether they're real or not,
1: <laughs> and maybe talk about uh, talk about how you go through and framework that out. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun. I think. And I do. We should also talk about Move Month, but I need to actually yeah. have enough time to read a thousand Move Month things because yeah. people produced so much. It's incredible. The thing, the thing
1: that is is a create that is incredible is that it's just how much people committed to it. The number oh of God, people who did all 30, 31 days or whatever is yeah. super high. Um, and I did one, I'm the yeah, worst. I did, I did four, and then I wrote <laughs> three more moves that I didn't uh, post because they were yeah. not good. Um, and also I think there's on a laptop I haven't turned on since my vacation. <laughs> um but i have loved reading them every day uh and hearing the conversations that people have made and yeah. just like the huge variety like like again it shows off the the flexibility of the concept of a move because there yeah. were there were watching the ways that people either chose to write a lot of moves for a game that they were working on or they chose to write a series of like like this move is for this game and this move is for this game and this move is for this yeah. game or like for the majority of my moves I tried to keep them system agnostic yeah and then some people were writing moves that required roles some people were writing moves that were required uh like at rolling with questions there were a number of people who just did the like if you have this move then you have narrative permission to do this thing um which was cool um, even if it didn't, it didn't require a move. It was just like a. It gave you a story permission. Um, there were a lot of different, different cool formats that moves came in, and it was, it was a blast to read. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if we'll have, um, if we'll have time to really sit down and do an episode about all of them because again, there were thousands of them. Yeah, and I, and I would almost hate to like uh, go through
0: and say like these ones were better than those ones. Because yeah, no. If if we're talking about it, it'll be like, like I would like to talk about some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll like there's there's going to be some that we can't find. Like I've I've saw yeah. some people that were doing it that are not people that I know at all. That <laughs> uh, that did yeah. not tag us. That just grabbed the image and went and and that's totally amazing. Yeah. But I'm not gonna be able to find those moves. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like looking and going like, okay, that, what are some. What are some cool things that we saw? Because I'd love to just like call out some of the cool design that's going on. The
1: big thing that that, that I thought was kind of wild was uh, the gauntlet. <laughs> like started doing moves. And yeah. and then I think from that, a whole bunch of people that I don't know started doing moves. A bunch of gauntleters, yeah. And that was really cool. Um, yeah.
0: There were a whole was, bunch this of... This was an awesome thing to say.
1: And especially that the like especially because you and I fell off immediately, and then everyone just, just kept, immediately just immediately, and then everyone kept going,
0: yeah, which i'm I'm very grateful that you all did, yeah <laughs> and
1: and I got they were just like I loved the people who who didn't who I personally loved the people who didn't. Listen, who don't listen to stop back and roll, but kept doing it anyway, and we're like, "What are these prompts? What, what these is prompts? going on? <laughs> why Like, why would you? What do does th- any of this mean? <laughs> yeah, what does any of this mean? This is so ridiculous. Um, there, there was at least one person who was like, "I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. Why would you make this a prompt? This is not a good prompt." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't care. They're episode titles. <laughs> Come listen to the podcast. You can figure it out." <laughs> oh, it was, that's because we're nonsense. Yeah. Um seeing all the different ways that people did Capital Ship Combat
0: <laughs> was so good. So it's such a betrayal of our indie roots. <laughs> no, it's to so have good. everyone do Capital Ship Combat. <laughs> it's so
1: good. Um I would like doing oh, I
0: stand by it.
1: Yeah. Um so really just kind of interesting things. Um it was a blast to watch and uh read all of those things. Yeah, um, I've seen some people start to do um, like summaries, like recaps of what the things that they they learned during. Um,
0: yeah, I saw one of those like while we were recording, I saw one of those pop up and
1: I think that's cool. I think more people should do that. Um, the whole point of this was to sort of like make you flex the your muscles uh, in terms of writing moves and uh, and 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 trying to learn stuff there was there yeah i think there were some people in the discord who were saying that they had literally never written a move before and then they started doing move month and now they've written 30 moves 30 that's like
0: that's the kind of (laughs)
1: like that's that good juice that makes me keep making this podcast
0: yeah absolutely this is this is one of the coolest things to get to see just seeing like the extent to which people really made really awesome stuff Yeah oh I'm all inspired. <sighs> and I love yeah.
1: it. So I've been trying to I've been trying to like ride out the energy of not finishing any more moves but writing a space between.
0: So <laughs> Yeah, we d- we did that at least. Maybe so maybe least we did something. Th- <laughs> yeah,
1: with that. Um oh, one other thing that I want to say before we end this episode too is that I did post some stuff on the Patreon. Uh I know I haven't get we haven't given the Patreon enough love. Um and yeah. and we but I but like I haven't paid out of pocket for m- anything for the podcast in <laughs> three years now, uh, which is so nice, like you guys help support us in an incredible way, and um. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try to find more things to do. Like the thing I said in the update was one of the rewards is that if you back at a certain level, you get uh early access to the outlines for our episodes. And the thing I said was like, you have received one outline or you've received every single outline we have ever made, which is none because Brandon and I don't use outlines for this podcast anymore. And yeah, so like, we need we to really update thought,
0: that. Yeah. We thought that was really important for us in terms of our <laughs> process of getting <laughs> well, the stuff. And they just, so it was, because we used it to was, outline more. And then the podcast
1: yeah. changed because we have shifted formats a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's um, true.
1: So the other thing I will say is we did hit uh, $200 a month. And so that is unlocked a a goal of ours. We're going to do, we need to do a, a night with the editors for the Protean City team. Um, and I think that what we're going to do there is we are coming up on three years of having done Protean City. Um, oh my god. and so when that anniversary comes around, I'm going to try to organize a live stream where, uh, we'll get as many people on from the main cast, we'll get some guests, we'll get some outstanding folks, um, yeah. and, and just talk about our process of making the show. Uh, so yeah. you can kind of see into that. I know that we're not super quiet about it, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but
0: we can be, we can be more open about it yeah. and talk. And so hopefully that'll be work. an
1: interesting thing. Um and come the new year, I'm gonna try to rework the Patreon again, uh, make some more rewards. I think we're like we're at $230 a month, which is not so far from three hundred dollars, which is our last goal. Uh and so we're gonna need some more goals. I wanna set up some patron patron goals, all sorts of stuff. We'll see. And then yeah, maybe more podcasts, because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm an uncontrollable <laughs> podcast making machine. Um,
0: no. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? The, there is a part of me that wants to, like, after after do, playing that one-player game, I was like, it is so easy for me to talk into a microphone yep. alone for 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, could I do a just a thing where I talk into a microphone for 10 minutes and it's done? <laughs> Did I
1: tell you about my idea? This is going to be a really wild section of the podcast and, and we have already gone over an hour, but um, have I told you about uh, my idea for a group journaling podcast like that is exactly yes. that that uses I'm, I'm rapidly searching through uh, um, my itch library using this game
0: called Lightyear you you didn't have a specific game last time we talked about it but I you did talk about this concept so it's a game called Lightyear
1: and the way that it works is every person plays the role of a like a letter relay it's designed to be played through the postal service, like through the mail. Oh,
0: you did tell me about that.
1: And so the way that it would work is like one person writes a letter, or in this case, records a message to to someone else. And yeah. then you would send that recording to the next person, but not the person you're trying to send it to. And then they would listen and record their own little commentary. And then you keep doing that sending it to everyone except the person who it's supposed to go to, so that by the time that it gets to them, they it's like it's designed for three to ten players, and so they'll get the original message for them, plus seven more le- more, more commentary things, not necessarily reporting on your message, but just saying, hey, I received this message. I think it's for you. I'm sending it along. Uh, here's okay. what's going on in my life, blah, 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 blah. Also, I did listen, surprise, uh, here's what I have to say about that, <laughs> and then move it on to the next person. The next person can be like, "Hey, I received this message. I'm relaying it to you." The last person listened, and I think that's pretty rude, so I didn't listen, but I want to comment on their commentary. I don't know what they yeah. were, I don't know what you were saying, but I think that they their the, uh, their their interpretation feels pretty bad, and so you would have like every episode would be ten people It would be like one message to one other person, and then six or seven different um
0: levels of commentary, of commentary and and then maybe
1: like release one of those every month or something like that. Interesting. I could see that being good. So that's on my, my ideas for a podcast list. Um, <laughs> it would probably, I would probably want it to be people who could uh, do a little bit of editing or cleaning or at least produce reasonable yeah. audio. Like the nice yeah. thing about when I, when we did that last party in city episode is that like both you and Taylor produce pretty good audio. So I didn't have to yeah. do a lot of work to, to, to do that. I just kind of slapped them together. Um
0: so that's that. Yeah. The end. Bye. The end. Bye. We should do the thing. I guess. Should yeah. we do the thing? Yeah. Yeah, we should do the thing. We should do the thing. There's a small part of me that always wants to just not do the thing. Let's- the thing where you can find us both on Twitter at stop hack and roll or individually at Leo and Gambetta.
1: Or I am at end of the meltdowns. We should rework this thing because as a it's, couple people in the uh, Patreon after my, my comment posted pointed out that our website, www.tophackandroll.com has actually been down for maybe a couple months. Oh, uh, really? I didn't notice that. Uh, it's just a domain that's forwarding to a, a, a website, and I think that the forwarding got screwed up, so I'm going to fix that. Well, BrandonLeonGambetta.com is still up. Also, uh, <laughs> so I will tell you, com might be down, but you can still access the Stop Back and Roll podcast website by going to tabletopmouthfield.com. Oh, my God. Which does successfully route to the Stop Back and Roll website. So if you're feeling like you want to just like get that sense of what our show t- feels like in your mouth, go to tabletopmouthfield.com. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Which is
0: a concept that I actually do think is an interesting one to discuss, yep. but I think we're not going to get there. I remember uh, remember <laughs> what I said that you had said you had
1: a couple ideas for the podcast and you couldn't remember what they were? Tabletop Mouthfield was, table, was, was one of them. Tabletop Mouthfield was one of them because I bought a domain name by, based yeah. off of
0: it. Uh, if you would like uh, to give us longer information than a tweet, you can email us at James or Brandon at stopbackandroll.com.
1: Um, yeah, the idea was that I would do a series of reviews of tabletop games by putting the games physically in my mouth, a la uh, Griffin McElroy and his weird um, Amiibo reviewing corner show um, to get that mouthfeel, which I don't think is what you want to talk about. But um, if No, you... what I'm talking
0: about is like when you like leaf through Mork Borg. Yeah. It has a yeah. feel to it. But anyway. It does.
1: <laughs> that's a terrible idea for a show this is still i think a pretty good idea for a show and if you agree then you should find uh our podcast on itunes and rate and review us it helps people find our show it makes us feel warm and fuzzy on the inside i get an email whenever there's a new review uh i send it to brandon it's uh it's always a good time
0: yeah i can't get past mouthfeel uh we make this podcast with the support of our patreon backers some of our dear friends uh Troy Pitchelman, Polyamorous Q, August, Randy Lubin, Greg Walters, the U Trash Crew, Shibang Gartland, Roba Aberzato, Christian Guanzon, and Athulas.
1: Um if you would like us to if you would like to help support us make this show and have a financial say in preventing me from making Tabletop doc, uh as a podcast, then the best way to stop me from doing that is to going to patreon.com slash stop rock and roll
0: and becoming a backer. Can we set up two uh like one nine hundred numbers? <laughs> like the uh Probably. like the Joker comic
1: <laughs> call this number uh, if you would <laughs> like to make Mouthfield.com. Uh, or call this tabletop number if you would like podcast. to
0: prevent it. <laughs> Call this number if you would like James to make tabletopmouthfeel.com. Call this number if you would like James to die. Oh, no. <laughs> if you can't support us financially, support our community by being a part of it. Join our Discord at tinyurl.com slash discord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. That's also- this is the worst ending we've ever done. No,
1: it's so good. Because if... If just sending money and saying, don't make tabletop mouthfeel isn't really personal enough, that's when you can come to the Discord and tell me in person, (laughs) not in person, but over Discord, uh, that this isn't a thing that you want. This is a horrible idea. Or tell Brandon that it's a great idea and that we should make tabletop mouthfeel.
0: Our our Discord has a red card emoji (laughs) that you can go ahead and use for that purpose. Look, this is this is the most
1: episode one hundred part of our
0: episode one hundred.
1: We did like a real—that's probably true. We did like a real episode, and I had to come back around to this.
0: Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. So anyway, as you're putting your chapters in order, uh, it's you'll you'll want to get your introduction, your character creation, all of that. But the most important thing is to remember, nope, to not forget. I never do this part. <laughs> I jumped in on the outro. And I don't do this part, and I, I don't forget to stop back and roll.